Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzaifa, as always. And today, we are continuing to talk about education uh, as per the normal course of this show. But we're diving into something very specific today and something that I know that every parent and every educator that's listening to the show will want to learn about, and that's about the process of learning. And today we have on an expert in the process of learning and really getting into the nitty gritty of how to become a super learner. So like I said, for anybody who wants to improve their memory, improve their ability to retain information, learn information, you got to check this out. So who we have on today is a gentleman named Jonathan Levy. Jonathan is a a serial entrepreneur, author, and life hacker born and raised in Silicon Valley. He's the author of the blockbuster Become a Super Learner series and the host of the award-winning Becoming Superhuman podcast. Uh, In addition to that, that he is a part of the Superhuman Academy, where their goal is to basically help people live their best lives by unlocking these secrets and letting people really shine in their learning pursuits and passions. And uh, last but not definitely not least, he is the author of the book "The Only Skill That Matters," which is, of course, the skill of learning. So, without further ado, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Josefa, thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to have you on. And also, I want to start by just mentioning that this idea of learning and tweaking your memory. Now, this is a topic that I've touched on before. And so it's so cool to to talk to you and as as well as not just somebody who's a master of memory, but somebody who's trying to train people. We had Nelson Dellis on uh, a couple of years ago, who's a USA world memory uh, and world memory champion, incredible guy. So I know that's that's along the lines of what we're going to talk about. By the way, guys, Another thing I want to mention is Jonathan gave an amazing TED Talk, so I'll definitely put that link in the description and the write-up. Uh, you can check that out, but where he talks about all this stuff, encourage you to watch that. So now, let's rewind a little bit. Before we get into your book and everything you're working on, tell us, how did you get into this field and this journey of trying to help people become super learners? That's an awesome question. Yeah, you know, I often ask myself the same thing. Um, growing up, I was a problem student. I had a lot of difficulty in the classroom and in the academic environment. Uh, and it was cute up until I would say I was about eight years old and then it wasn't cute anymore. And I started getting tested for things like ADD and I started being sent home. And at a certain point in my academic career, I was almost held back. Um, And the way that I got through that is how, unfortunately, so many kids get through it, uh, which is I was medicated from the age 15 onward. That's how I got through high school and how I got through college. And my strategy, though, I didn't understand what was happening in the classroom and I, I, it took me a lot longer and a lot more work. I would just lock myself in my bedroom every night after school and I would take a bunch of prescription stimulants and I would just work harder and catch up. And it it wasn't that I was, you know, a dumb kid. I I don't think there's any such thing as a dumb kid. I think we all have multiple intelligences, 
Uh, it was just that I wasn't learning the way that other kids were. And this had a lot of consequences, not just academically, but also socially. I wasn't learning the social skills, the conversational skills, the talking to girls, the sports. The, there were so many things where I was a late bloomer and, and really uh, it ate into my self-esteem and my self-confidence until I really discovered entrepreneurship, which was the first thing that first you didn't learn in an academic setting. And second, therefore, I was able to excel and and build a little bit of self-esteem and self-confidence around that. Fast forward many years later, I'd graduated from Berkeley. I'd built a business. I'd sold a business all with this kind of secret tactic of just outworking anyone else and, and using prescription medication as a crutch when I needed to sit and focus and pay attention. Uh, I got accepted to uh, an international business school, which was going to be 10 months, but 80% of the curriculum of a two-year MBA, plus all the networking and social and travel and adventure of living in two different countries in that time span. And I kind of knew that my old trick wasn't going to work, that I wasn't going to be able to just lock myself in my room and catch up with the other students because the workload was insane. The, the minute that they send you your acceptance letter, they give you a list of 1,200 pages that you need to read in the next month or so. And I, I knew that I was there also to build relationships. So I was very fortunate at that time that I met uh, someone in an VC office while I was doing an internship who was an expert in accelerated learning. And he had done a PhD in machine learning and, uh, and information theory. And his wife had been working with special needs children here in Israel. And I was here really just on an internship. And they kind of blew my mind with what was possible. And they exposed me to, I think the, for the first time in my life, I realized that superhuman feats were not only possible, but that they were trainable and anyone could learn to do this. And they learned me how to, they learned me, they taught me how to do things like memorize 50 digits. They taught me how to do things like triple my reading speed, memorize hundreds of people's names. And it just blew my mind. I went off to business school and saw the real impact of these new skills that I had acquired and attracted a lot of attention because people would ask me, you know, why did you leave the exam early, for example, when it had just taken me half as much time to read through and finish the exam? Um, after business school, I, I did, took some online courses and was open to this idea of, oh my goodness, like this is a huge opportunity to disseminate knowledge and create my next potential career. I didn't know anything about online courses. I didn't know anything about creating videos or even teaching. I'd never taught anything in my life, but I applied the skills that I had been taught of accelerated learning towards building online courses, towards online marketing, towards all different skills that were required. And within a very short time, our, our original Become a Super Learner course became one of the most popular courses on the web. And things kind of snowballed from there and into a podcast and multiple books and now many different online courses on many different subjects with many different thought leaders. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't think I ever imagined that I would... I think most people who encountered me as a as a young person would never have imagined that I would become an outspoken uh, person or or thought leader on the topic of learning. Let's. I want to unpack a, a lot of the stuff you said because I know that some of the the individual you mentioned who who taught you a lot of these techniques was somebody you mentioned in your TED talk. If uh, unless I'm mixing things up, mm -hmm. and I believe you mentioned in the TED talk that he could read at two thousand words per minute, 
And at the time, you were able to read it 450 words per minute, which is which is you. I think you mentioned in the TED talk that's double the normal rate of a, of a college level reader. So mm-hmm. first things first, he he's reading at this incredible speed, and he starts training you in as you called it accelerated learning. How long did it take you to learn the techniques and adopt them to where you are now an accelerated learner? Yeah. So I want to give a caveat really quickly, which is most people cannot be trained to read at that high of a speed, 2000 that is, without significant drop off of comprehension. And the research shows that our comprehension starts to drop at 600 words per minute and really drops at 700 to 800. But as you said, that's still over three times faster than the average college educated person. So while my mentor does have an insanely high reading speed, I I don't want to give anyone that expectation. Typically what we train people to do is 600 to 800 words a minute, which is kind of what the scientific literature supports for your average person. To answer your question, my original course of training was six weeks and that's about the amount of time it took for me to start seeing results. But it is something that I continued to train and work on. And I was fortunate that I was going into this very intensive course of study where every day I had so much time and opportunity to practice reading through tons and tons and tons of case studies and textbooks. Um, I will say this is one of those skills that you continue to learn and develop. And it is something that can get rusty if you don't use it. I like to equate it oftentimes to physical fitness. You know, if you work out every single day for a year and then you take a year off, you can't just come right back into it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, within six weeks I was seeing huge results. And in the courses that we teach today, within a couple of weeks, you will start to have an absolutely superhuman memory the trickier part is really to break uh, your former reading speed and get up into the high reading speeds in a sustainable way without losing meaning and comprehension. But the memory stuff is incredibly quick to learn. Now, let's. I want to talk quickly about applying this to kids and various ages because I work with kids of all ages. And by the way, I have to. I have to echo those sentiments in terms of you mentioned you might get rusty and you you equate it to a workout. I say the same thing with math. Math, reading, all these things obviously come together in in that way. But what? So what are the ages where this is really effective, or does it apply? Can these techniques apply to a broad range of developmental stages? Yeah. So that's one of the things that I'm really hoping to discover in the coming years is how young we can go because we know that children and, and if you've had Nelson on the show, your listeners know that the secret behind memory sport and, and these incredible superhuman feats of memory is essentially creating vivid imaginary pictures in your brain, connecting those pictures to thoughts, ideas, and memories you already have. And then at the advanced stages, uh, organizing them into memory palaces, um, as people may have seen in Sherlock Holmes, that's a real thing. It's not a made up thing. Uh, and it's been used for over 2,500 years. We know that children have very vivid imaginations, obviously in, in many cases, more vivid than adults. We haven't experimented. And, and to the best of my knowledge, most of the scientific community, at least the people that I know that I've had on my podcast, like Dr. Boris Nikolai Conrad, have not really experimented with how young we can go in children. We know that by age 12, children can do this very effectively. Personally, I'm very much looking forward to having kids because I want to push that boundary and I want to see just how young we can go. And I know Nelson Dellis recently uh, had his first kid as well and is doing the same thing. What I would say is with 
parental supervision, meaning if you walk children through this process and make it fun and engaging, I don't see why any child as young as four to five couldn't do these techniques, but it, it is one of those things where children need to kind of be walked through and taught exactly how these techniques work. Uh, I've talked about memory palaces with Nelson, but for people who haven't heard that podcast episode, what is a memory palace? Yeah, a memory palace is an ancient technique that's been used by everyone from uh, Christian monks to Aristotle, Homer, and, and many, many more Greek philosophers. And the idea is really simple. You create a mental map of a real or imagined location, ideally, say, your childhood home, you clear out all the junk in that place. So all you have is really the structure, the bookshelves, the tables, you know, you, you get rid of all the clutter on the tables and couches and all that other stuff. And then you essentially have a palace for storing your memories. You're turning that entire location into a bookshelf where you then create visual memories of everything that you want to learn, whether that's names, numbers, scientific formulas, mathematical formulas, foreign language words, anything that you can think of can be turned into a visual symbol or a visual mnemonic. We call them markers in the super learner methodology. And then you organize those into your memory palace. And just by doing that, you're leveraging very, very ancient rooted evolutionary advantages in the human brain for memorizing visual information and for memorizing locations and, and spatial stimuli, which is hard coded into the mammalian brain. And by doing that, you make essentially anything extraordinarily memorable. Fascinating. It's, it's so interesting. And, and like you said, I, I know you're interested in pushing the boundaries with kids, but I, I think this is incredible. And I work with a lot of students who are undergoing really intense test prep. And I, I think all these things should definitely be considered when, when having to go through these rigorous processes. So th this is amazing. Now, We've talked about developing incredible memories using these techniques. We've talked about reading speed, and I'm sure all of this ties in to your book. So again, the title of this book is The Only Skill That Matters. Tell us a little bit about, about this book. Yeah, so the reason I wanted to write yet another book on memory, learning, and speed reading is I really wanted to impress upon people the importance of this. I've, I've written books in the past which are just, hey, go ahead and do this. None of them really told my story or the stories of students that I've worked with and lives that have been touched by these ideas. And I really wanted to drive home to people why I feel that this is the only skill that matters. You see, my life experience in the last 15 years or so, going from being a, a chronically depressed kid with super low self-esteem who contemplated taking his own life all the way to where I am today has taught me that it, at every single inflection point in life, I have a choice. And that choice is, do I want to learn the next thing to become the person that I want to become? I fundamentally believe in life experience has taught me that if you can learn anything, then you can be anything. And if you can be anything, then you can do anything. I don't know if you've seen this on your podcast, but one of the themes that has come up time and time and time again on my podcast is that if you want to achieve a certain type of results, it's not about doing the same things as the people who get those results. It is about becoming the same type of person that gets those results. You can't tomorrow 
decide that you want to be an ultra marathoner and then just wear the same clothes as an ultra marathoner and eat the same food as an ultra ultra marathoner. You need to change yourself to become the kind of person who runs ultra marathons. And it's a a theme that's come up again and again and again. And, And what is the difference between who you are today and who you can become tomorrow? Well, it's just knowledge. The difference between you and wherever you want to go in life, whether that's being the CEO of your own company or being a software programmer or going into another industry, or even in my case more recently, I wanted to learn how to be in a healthy, happy relationship and how to attract love into my life. And I realized after many, many years of struggling to do so, that all I had to do was learn how to be that kind of person, the kind of person that would be in a healthy, happy relationship. And not long thereafter, I was. Very interesting. And in terms of, uh, we talk about absorbing new information. I totally agree. Knowledge, you connect, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, knowledge is everything. And knowledge is how we bridge the gap and create new products. And and you, you mentioned you've created many video courses. I'm in that same industry. I've created video courses in math education. It's the same thing. You want to learn how to do it. You figure it out and you go forward. If I can if I can bring this back a little bit to mathematics which is my love and my passion math education how have you seen some of these tactics uh, and all these techniques and and these abilities translate in the wor- in the field of mathematics or have you had much experience with students struggling with math and then applying these techniques Well I think at the at the lowest lowest level it can be so much easier to memorize simple stuff like the multiplication tables, if you make it fun and you make it visual and you make it about pictures as opposed to making it about numbers, because numbers are kind of a foreign concept to the human brain. I mean, the human brain hasn't changed in hundreds of thousands of years, right? And we've had numbers and numerical systems for many thousands of years, but not hundreds of thousands of years. And so I think a lot of students struggle with that because numbers and the language of numbers, which I believe math to be a language, is is kind of a foreign language to them. If you translate it into numbers, you can easily memorize things like the multiplication tables. Now, all the way up on the higher level, memorizing all different types of equations, things like the quadratic equation or even more intense equations, which are beyond my pay grade. I never made it past trigonometry in uh, in high school. You can memorize all these formulas in a way that is so much more engaging, so much more entertaining, and so much more fun if you turn them into visualizations and you put them in memory palaces. And recently, you know, this makes it as easy as memorizing anything else. Recently, I did a YouTube video on how to memorize all different kinds of compounds and scientific formulas in organic chemistry, which, you know, I remember in college, the worst class for anyone in my friend circle was always organic chemistry because of all these different formulas. But when you convert everything into engaging, fun pictures and put it into a memory palace, it becomes no more difficult than memorizing a foreign language word or name. So all these different things, it's kind of this this gift that keeps on giving. You can convert it into visualizations, put those visualizations into a memory palace and it no longer has to be hard because once you do that, it's kind of like converting information into a computer. A computer doesn't know that 
you know, Mandarin is harder as a language than English because at the end of the day to the computer, it's all ones and zeros. When you convert everything in your mind to these vivid, rich visualizations, it doesn't matter if the information is hard or simple, complex or basic, it all gets converted into these pictures and becomes easy to memorize. So I'm, I'm loving everything you're, the way you're explaining how to implement this stuff. But now let's say I'm listening or a parent is listening or a teacher is listening and they say, I want to I get on this right away because this is exciting. What are my first steps to, to begin this process? Like, would you recommend starting out with your book and then look, where do, I, where do we go from here? I think the book is a good place to start for parents because I give a lot of really engaging examples and a lot of just super down to earth explanation. I, I don't get too sciencey. I, I don't get into the neuroscience too deep. And I tell engaging stories, which I think, you know, I, I unfortunately haven't yet had too much of an opportunity to work with children. But the the little bit that I do know about working with children is that they respond really well to stories and imagination and excitement. Um, one thing that I would say for parents starting out who want to give their children a leg up, I would do them the simple, uh, honor or, or courtesy of just teaching them a little bit about how their brain works, teaching them the fundamentals. It is one of those, uh, teach a man to fish situations where if a child knows, Hey, what do we do when we want to remember something? We think of a funny picture. Okay. And what else do we do? We connect that picture to things that we already know. Just those two simple things will supercharge your child's ability to learn and memorize anything. Now, it may be tricky for them at first. They may come home and they may say, you know, mom, dad, I learned this crazy thing today, the quadratic equation, and, and I need help converting that into a picture. They don't have as much information to draw on as we adults do. And, and one of the beauties of this method is the more you learn, the more you're able to learn because the more information you have, the more possible connections you can create, the more ways you can tie that knowledge into new pieces of knowledge. So that may be a little bit tricky, but just by simplifying a little bit about how the brain works and, and teaching children what they need to do when they want to remember something, you can do them such a massive service. What about for me as an adult? Now I want to, I'm fascinated by a increasing my reading speed, fascinated about looking into where, where, what course would you recommend I start with or reading, uh, reading tool? Yeah. Well, so again, the book is a really good place to start for people who want to, who want to dive in and want to take this really seriously. We actually offer a full masterclass all about this. It teaches literally everything that I know and everything that I continue to learn because one of, one of the joys of the last five, six years and learning the skill set is once you have the skill set, you continue to dig. And I've continued to dig in not only to neuroscience, but to accelerated learning, to memory techniques, to various different health hacks and biohacks. And I've really tried to apply the skill to things that are going to make my life and the lives of those around me measurably better. Um, the Super Learner Masterclass is on our website, or you can go to memory.school. And people can actually, we have a subscription program where people can just join in, get access to all of our courses, including our five-day memory mastery, which will get you pretty far in just five days and teach you how to build your own memory palaces, all the way up to our Super Learner Masterclass. And it's really super affordable. It's only $49 for people. 
Wow. Okay. Awesome. And I'm I'm literally as soon as we finish this interview, I'm going to check all this stuff out because I'm I'm excited about it. Awesome. And can, it's now for people if they want to get in touch with you, reach out to you, learn more. How can they do that? Or where where do they go to learn more about what you offer? Yeah, the best place where pretty much everything that I do is is superhumanacademy.com. My uh, blog, podcast, online courses, all that stuff is there. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at entrepreneur, N-E-W-E-R at the end. And uh, I'm on Facebook at Jonathan Levy. All right. So guys, if you didn't catch that, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can always go to our website, scalarlearning.com, go to the podcast section, and all this information will be provided in the show notes. Jonathan, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was a fascinating conversation. I hope for everybody listening that this was as enlightening for you as it was for me and as fun for you as it was for me. And make sure to check out all these cool things uh, as well in the links provided in our write-up. And again, make sure to tune in for new episodes on the regular. We're, of course, diving into more guests in the education ed tech world. So anything ed tech related, we're going to try and cover it and be on top of it. Also, if you want to check out our YouTube channel, just go to YouTube, search for Scalar Learning. We got tons of videos and walkthrough tutorials for SAT math, ACT math, IC math, all that good stuff, and got a new math music video coming out very soon on Quadratics, which should be super fun. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Scalar learning, give me that scalar.